This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, it is very, very simple. Rocket can. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next four hours. I'm hanging out with my main man, super producer and host, Dave Shepard. And I hope you had an amazing weekend. I hope you had a very good Monday. And it is Monday. So that means there's Monday Night Football going on right now, this second. You have the Philadelphia Eagles. You have the Washington Commanders. And as of this moment, right now, the Washington Commanders at the start of the third quarter, they actually lead Philadelphia 20-14. to 14. The second quarter was basically just all Washington. Just held the ball the whole damn second quarter just about. And Philadelphia, who had a hot start, they couldn't stop Washington moving down the field. And so we'll see if they can, you know, continue on with a comeback and move to 9-0 and or whether or not Washington is going to hand them their first loss of the season. We know Washington currently at 4-5. and They're just trying to stay alive for any type of wild card consideration. Wentz still out with his injury. Heineke here leading the way. And we'll fill you in as to what will happen as the show continues on. Obviously, a full weekend of football throughout the course of the week on both the or the weekend, I should say, on both the college side and the professional ranks. We had Tom Brady in Munich, Germany, taking on Geno Smith. He walks away with a W. You got Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. They take on the Dallas Cowboys and. I guess Aaron Rodgers potentially found a new favorite target, someone who dropped a big pass early in the season. Christian Watson hauled in three touchdowns. And and Brady and company, they beat the Cowboys. Or excuse me, Rodgers and company beat the Cowboys. 
The Raiders absolutely suck. They lose to a first-time head coach in Jeff Saturday. Jim Ursay is actually uh, tweeting about it like he won the Super Bowl. What a novel idea that is. Tua Tagovailoa is playing like an MVP. And in the biggest game over the weekend, I would say this is probably the most entertaining game of the season. It was the Bills and the Vikings. Buffalo Bills leading 27-17. to 17. Looked like the game was out of reach. And with about four minutes left, then just turnover city. Just all over the place. And ultimately, we know the Buffalo Bills lost again the week before they lost to the Jets. And now they lose to the Vikings 33-30 to 30 in overtime. And what was the most entertaining game over the weekend? And that's where we're going to start. But before I do anything... Shep, how are you, my man? You good? Jared, I'm doing well, my friend, and I'm happy to report I'm doing a tad better than Derek Carr as well. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Yeah, Derek Carr was uh, he was crying, and we're going to get to that. <laughs> yes. You got a court, you got a crying quarterback. I mean, what are we doing here? We know T.O. cries. I didn't know quarterbacks. I, I thought you were supposed to cry about the quarterback, not the quarterback's supposed to cry about himself. Yeah, Rome, yeah, we need Devontae Adams to cry about. Maybe he is crying. Devontae Adams is probably crying that he should have stayed with Aaron Rodgers, but I guess even that was too much to bear, and he had to leave. But we'll get into that crying situation. We had two teams, one with a a rookie coach and another one that just – the Raiders are going to Raider, man. Even Josh McDaniels is running around already having to answer for his job security, and it's the most Raiders thing ever. Here's the deal. If you want to talk to me here at CBS Sports Radio, we got a phone number. Connected to that phone number is multiple lines, and that's 855-212-4CBS. You can find me at JR Sport Brief. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that good stuff. And thank you to everybody listening all over North America on the free Odyssey app on your local affiliate. However you're listening, I'm glad that you are here. You know, last week... I was in Rochester, New York, right outside of Buffalo in western New York, and all anybody wanted to talk about was Josh Allen and his elbow, the UCL injury. Is he going to play? Sean McDermott said that he is hour to hour, that he's day to day. We didn't know what was going to happen with Josh Allen. He didn't practice on Wednesday, and lo and behold, he was out there on the field yesterday in the cold, and he threw the ball. 43 times. Doesn't sound like a dude who has a busted up elbow now, does he? He completed 29 of those passes. But here's the situation. Josh Allen turned the ball over three times. In the fourth quarter in overtime, he turned the rock over three times. Two of those times to Patrick Peterson. One of the times it set up a a touchdown to help him you know, move the game towards overtime. And the last interception pretty much sealed the game in overtime as he threw an INT squat or dead into the end zone. And so this game was was crazy. The Buffalo Bills were winning by 17 points. He threw an interception. The Minnesota Vikings go down a field. Justin Jefferson has one of the most ridiculous catches that you will ever see in your life. 
He finishes the game with 193 yards receiving and a touchdown. They score a touchdown. Buffalo has the ball back. It's uh, it's crazy then. Minnesota gets the ball back, and then Minnesota looks like that they're going to score, and Kirk Cousins is stopped at the goal line, and then – the Buffalo has the ball and, and on the fourth down with the ball turning over. And then Josh Allen fumbles the snap. And then Minnesota score. It's just, it was a ridiculous game. And it was marked by turnovers. And so the Buffalo Bills aren't even the top team in the AFC anymore. The Buffalo Bills aren't even the top team in their own division. With the Miami Dolphins taking care of the Cleveland Browns. Miami is now the top team in the AFC East. And the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, damn it, they improved their record to 8-1. and one. Patrick Peterson hauling in two of these INTs, someone who most people consider to be cooked and done. He's still an eight-time pro bowler. This is his second year in Minnesota. He's coming up big time. And this is what Patrick Peterson had to say. As a matter of fact, before we hear from Patrick Peterson, this is what the game-winning interception sounded like in overtime on the Vikings radio network. Allen, back to pass, in the pocket, to the end zone. Yes! It is intercepted by Patrick Peterson! And he slides down! Yes! And the Minnesota Vikings are 8 and one still having fun we're eight and one and they come to buffalo and they walk off on stefan diggs and the buffalo bills yeah the minnesota vikings they are seven and one their only loss this season comes at the hands of the philadelphia eagles who at this point they're in peril of going or falling to eight and one the minnesota vikings they make everything look difficult everything this is their fifth comeback win this season when they're losing in the final two and a half minutes. It's like not like the Minnesota Vikings are out here just waxing teams. I still have concerns about their defense. Kirk Cousins, I mean, he threw the ball 50 times yesterday. 357 yards. I told you Justin Jefferson almost had 200 of them. And Kirk Cousins had two interceptions himself. Absolutely necessary for him to deliver the rock down the field. That's what Patrick Peterson had to say after the game about that game-winning play. The last interception to seal the game, um, that was a, a really big play, obviously, to, to close out the game and, and get the victory for us. But they came out and just ran a simple Dover um, concept with the number one receiver running a deep end, the tight end motion over from the three receiver side to create a two by the two by two and try to clear out the safety and the quarterback kind of knows in red zone a lot of teams play quarters in that in, in that situation and with me understanding where the ball was being away from me it's hard for the quarterback to throw it back you know into the field it's always easier for the, the, the quarterback to throw the ball coming back into his vision so I knew that and um, I just undercut it the uh, the dig and sealed the game there's going to be a quiz about what he just said. <laughs> you can pass, you can fail, but there you have it, an eight-time Pro Bowl cornerback. For whatever reason, people think that he's, he's cooked. Canton Valentair. He is. Patrick Peterson is, is, is on his way to the Hall of Fame. I know there was his uh, little drug issue there. That might slow him down a little bit, testing positive.
but he has certainly been one of the best cornerbacks over the past decade. He's also, I can tell you this via experience, he's also a great, great human being. He's a great dude to be around. He's a great dude to talk to. And so it's nice to see him have one of his best seasons in, in the past few years. He's, he's not cooked. He's not done. And he's doing it for the Minnesota Vikings. And so the Vikings, they move their record to 8-1. and one. People will start to pay even more attention to them in the NFC. It's very impressive what they're doing. Me personally, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hopping on a bandwagon. They're a good team. They've proven that they can come back and, and win some games. And that's good. But there's, there's really not a matchup at this point in time that I'm going to look at them and just favor them by a whole lot. That I'm going to look at the Vikings and say, oh, Kirk Cousins and co. is going to blow them out. We're going to get more of what we saw. Nail biters, spectacular plays by Justin Jefferson, big time games, turnovers. I think that's what the Vikings have in store for us. Can they move forward and be amazing? Oh, hell yeah. Seven straight wins. You don't do that by accident. Coming back, you don't do that by accident. But the manner of which they win, I don't know if that's that's consistent. And so kudos to the Vikings. Next up for them, they host a team that lost their matchup, lost their game. That's Dallas. It's the Cowboys is up next for Minnesota. And let's see what they do. But meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills, I told you about their fall. The Buffalo Bills lost to the New York Jets. The Jets defense took care of Josh Allen, especially at the end of the game. And at the end of this game, I already told you about the four total turnovers that Buffalo had. Josh Allen contributed to three of them between the fourth quarter and overtime. Obviously, you just heard that last one. Patrick Peterson snatching a pass to pretty much end the game in OT. And Buffalo, even with their three losses, man, they've all been close. They've all been tight. It's not like Buffalo's been you know, just giving these games away. In their three losses, Buffalo has only lost by a combined eight points. They're hanging in there. And Josh Allen, with so many concerns about his elbow, it's like, did his elbow lead to the turnovers? Probably not. He was probably in in, in pain throughout the game. Damn it, he probably got a shot. I'm sure of it. And knowing that you lost to the Jets, you have the same record as the Jets now, by the way, at 6-3. and three. Knowing that you lost to the Minnesota Vikings, this is what Josh Allen had to say after losing two consecutive games. Losing sucks. Sucks this way even worse. Horrendous second half. I got to be better. I got to be better. Josh, what happened on the fumble with Mitch? Yeah, it's on me. Um... Yeah, you can't. Fumble in your own end zone, touchdown for the other team. Recovery, touchdown. What a way to go. The Buffalo Bills were winning this game 27-17. to Next up for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, this should be fun. This has to be a bounce-back game, right? It has to be. They're going to take on the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah, and by the way, Deshaun Watson is going to practice for the first time this upcoming Wednesday, so good for him. He'll be back in about a month's time. 
And by the time he comes back, the Cleveland Browns will be further into the toilet. Head coach Sean McDermott, looking at his own football team, blow a 27-17 lead. This is his response about how bad they were in the second half. I think it's worth a, a, a deeper dive again this week, and we look at it and study it. And, you know, we haven't scored touchdowns in, in the uh, second half. Uh, um, so we've got to go back and look at it, what's been different in the second half and what's been different compared to the first half. What? Can we hear that again? What did he say? I think it's worth a, a deeper dive again this week, and we look at it and study it. And, you know, we haven't scored touchdowns in, in the uh, second half. Uh, so we've got to go back and look at it, what's been different in the second half and what's been different compared to the first half. He sounds like the Riddler from Batman. Here's some facts. The Buffalo Bills will be okay. I think Josh Allen will be fine. I would be, I would be just, just very concerned if he didn't play. I'd be very concerned if they limited the amount of passes but I'm not really concerned because he threw the rock 43 times. After the season, we'll probably find out the, the real severity of his injury. What's really going on with his elbow? I would assume that can't get worse than what it is. I'm sure that it is ridiculously painful. And uh, just by the nature of the NFL, I'm, I'm sure that they're giving him a shot before the game so he can go out there and throw the ball 43 times. By the way, he also rushed for 84 yards. And Josh Allen never taken a day or playoff. And so the Buffalo Bills, I think they're okay. All things considered, the Bills are 6-3. and three. I still think they have an opportunity and a chance to go to the Super Bowl. They didn't fall off the face of the earth. And the Minnesota Vikings, oh, yeah, they're 8-1. and one. I'm not going to say that they're some type of dominant 8-1 and one team, but they certainly deserve credit for what they've been able to do up until now. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Feel free to give me a holler if you have any thoughts on the Buffalo Bills or the Minnesota Vikings. And then I told you the Buffalo Bills are no longer at the top of the AFC East. We're going to talk about that team that decided to take that spot. It's the Miami Dolphins. It's the JR Sport Brief Show right here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4227. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. One of the best games, probably the best game that we've seen so far here this NFL season took place yesterday between the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. The Bills lose. 
33-30 to 30 in overtime. Josh Allen throws, or excuse me, he didn't just throw, but he had three turnovers between the fourth quarter and overtime. Patrick Peterson helping to snatch off two of those interceptions. Uh, uh, pretty much he's in his own end zone, trying to move out. Quarterback sneak, fumbles the ball. Minnesota's able to score off of that. And Josh Allen, he takes complete responsibility for it. And he's also running around with a busted up UCL in his elbow. Now, having said that and understanding this, the Buffalo Bills are now 6-3. and three. The Minnesota Vikings, they improved their record to 8-1. and one. The Bills are no longer the top team in the AFC. The Miami Dolphins have jumped in front of them. And the Minnesota Vikings, they, they're 8-1, even though all of their wins and victories seemingly are like comebacks. And so I'm still high on the Buffalo Bills in the AFC, despite a two-game losing streak between the Jets now and the Vikings. And the Vikings, yeah, they're going to the playoffs. They're going to be obviously uh, contenders here. Their defense, I'm still not so sure about. And all these comebacks, eh, I'm not not a fan of. And then they still have Kirk Cousins. Am I going to trust them in the playoffs? Eh, probably not. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 Four C B S. Paul is here from Rhode Island. Commander JR, thank you for How, taking my call. Certainly, what's up? As you know, uh, the NFL product is really bad this year. But I gotta say, this game in the AFC helps me a lot, my Patriots, a lot. But I gotta say that this turbulence of the Zebra Brothers. Okay. Does not help me at all as as far as making money. We have still a problem with the referees. And it's a shame that uh Are you referring to the game are you referring to are you referring to slow down please Paul Paul Well hold on Paul Paul, are you referring to uh, Gabriel Davis and his touch? Well, not his touchdown, his pass that was ruled a pass that really wasn't a pass. Is that what you're referring to? You know what happened to Dallas? That was a shame. Well, I know Paul, they made their own Paul, pass. Paul, Paul. That was a shame. Paul. Okay. What does is, what is, is Paul have a – Now, there was another game. Hey, Shep, does Paul have a one-way phone? Hey, there's the, Paul, you do hear JR's retort for this, right? Hey, Paul, you have ears? Hey, Paul. That was a shame on the fan. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask, is he on a walkie-talkie, Shep? Like, what is he doing? No, Paul usually is is, is good at conversing and and having dialogue. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You think his phone is on? Did he mute me on his own (laughs) phone? What is he doing? Let's try again. He's probably still talking. Hold on. Okay, strike three. Hey, Paul. Paul. Go ahead. Okay, there we go. Oh, I got a did you hear me? Did you not hear me this whole time? I'm sorry. I, I had to shut it off. You had to shut what off? My, I'm in my truck. Yeah, I was talking to you. I was speaking to you the whole time, and you just kept going. Paul, who's on first? Go ahead, Commander. I'm sorry. I apologize. 
No, that's Go fine, ahead. but I, I just I got to be clear here. It, it makes absolutely no sense for you to call up to the radio station to have a conversation with me, and I say hello to you, and you put me on mute? Like, what is that about? Well, I'm a rage man. You're a Can what you man? You're who? I'm a rage man. How You're... the NFL product has been going. Okay, you are enraged, like you are upset. Yes, sir. Okay, so the question that I asked you that you did not hear because you apparently muted me on my show was whether or not you were referring to Gabriel Davis's catch that was not ruled a catch. What, what is your issue? My issue is that the referees um, express an aggression towards a certain certain calls in the NFL. Okay. Now, all right. Two weeks ago, oh my God, uh, there was one team that won. I can't remember now because I'm snooking already of my red breast bottle. I can now, tell, Paul. No, thank you, Paul, for calling from Rome. There was our answer, Shep. He's talking to the bottle, man. See, I, I thought when he said he had to turn it off, he was so infuriated by the zebras in his eyes that he couldn't no. watch the game anymore. I don't know. I, I don't think he understood your question. There's no, no he, way someone would call a national radio show and then mute the host once they were called on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously he is. He just told us he was uh, he's talking to the bottom of the bottle right now. <laughs> I got that part, yeah. And it's it's Monday. That's a good point. It's Monday. I don't know what Friday is going to look like. Tyler's calling up from Baltimore. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Tyler? Hey there. Uh, having a better night, better Monday night than Paul. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I hope so. Go ahead. Uh, you made some good points about uh, Vikings and Eagles, you know, kind of teetering at the top possibly and the Vikings having comebacks and all. Just want to know, those are the top two teams in the NFC right now. Just want to know who you think could either take the top seed going into the playoffs or ending up with the NFC championship towards the end of the playoffs. Well, I mean, that's, there's a difference between uh, – that, that's tough. Which I mean, one yeah, do you want, it's speculative, which one do you, but, I mean, no, you, you but seem the, not totally convinced with the, the no, top but seed right now. Obviously, because the Minnesota Vikings are 8-1. and one. But if we're going into the NFC championship game or I'm going into a playoff matchup, and it's so early to, to say – I would have more confidence in Philadelphia to beat the Vikings. I mean, I would even take Tampa Bay. It's still early on, but Tampa Bay has a very stout defense. They have the best quarterback of all time. They still have the weapons. We know the offensive line is hot crap. Uh, Yesterday they were able to do a little bit of something. Well, not a little bit. They were able to do a damn good something uh, with the running game, even though uh, Leonard Fournette went down. And so I would still take Tampa probably in the playoffs if they were to face the Minnesota Vikings. So you asking me, you know, who do I think is going to end up with the, the, the number one seed? I mean, it, it could be Philly. It could be Minnesota. But even if Minnesota ended up with the number one spot, there's a good chance that they'd get to a matchup at some point, and I wouldn't favor them, whether it be the, the championship game, whether it be, you know, the division. I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on Minnesota. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, uh, not, yeah thanks, for, thanks for your time. Thanks for your opinion. No doubt, Tyler. Thank you for calling from Baltimore. Now, if Minnesota goes to the Super Bowl, people are going, oh, JR, you didn't believe in them. Come on now. Anything can happen. They're a good football team. 
if Minnesota somehow, some way, ends up with the number one seed in the NFC and they, they, they get that bye and then they move on to the division of champion in the Super Bowl, then God bless them for doing it. I don't favor them to. It would be a hell of a comeback story, a hell of a comeback situation if that were to take place. We'd have to show a whole lot of love to Kirk Cousins. This guy has been beaten and battered for years, and he doesn't win, and Zimmer hated his guts, and he's able to turn it around. I believe it when I see it. It could happen. Of course it could happen. I don't think it's all that likely to happen. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Speaking of the NFC, we got a game on right now. Monday Night Football. What I'm going to do on the other side of the break, I'm going to tell you about a team that's moving up to the top of the AFC. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And I have all the respect for you. First of all, JR, appreciate you bringing the truth every night. I listen to you on my way back from work at this time. Big fan. I just started listening to your show a few months ago, and I'm hooked, man. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Monday Night Football, the game is still rolling on, and Washington currently has a 23-21 lead over Philadelphia with nine minutes left in the game. There's going to be a little bit of controversy. There there might be. Philadelphia had the ball, is is trying to advance. They were pretty much on their own 34-yard line. Jalen Hurts throws a pass to Dallas Goddard. He is grabbed by the face mask. He's driven into the turf. He fumbles the football in the process. Washington recovers the ball, and then they waltz it into the end zone. No touchdown. The play is currently being reviewed as to where he was down at. But ultimately, there was no face mask call, where it should have been. And if there was no face mask, there's, there wouldn't have been a turnover. And so uh, quite a tricky situation. If Philadelphia is to lose this game, you're going to have a ton of fans saying, hey, why didn't the referees call the face mask? If the face mask was called, there would be no turnover. And now we just have to wait and see. The fact is, by the way, the Eagles have been MIA for a good portion of this game, especially uh, that, that, that second quarter where Washington just basically had the football. And so Washington has recovered the fumble, and you're going to have a ton of Philadelphia fans, uh, Eagles fans, who are not happy pending the results of this game. But we will definitely talk about it. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I I do want to mention this. I think it was Paul from Rhode Island. He also wasn't happy with the refs. And I think he also brought up 
Bill Belichick and the, the New England Patriots. Uh, Belichick and, and his team, they were on a bye this week. But Belichick, I guess he was watching the games just like everybody else. Why wouldn't he? He's a football guy. He's a football coach, right? And so Bill Belichick was watching the Bills and the Vikings game, and we saw a missed call. Gabriel Davis caught a pass that he did not catch that allowed the Buffalo Bills to kick a field goal to stay alive and go into overtime. And so Bill Belichick didn't appreciate the fact that because there was less than two minutes left in the game, that there was no no flag. Like the referee, or excuse me, the coach can't call for a review. He can't pull the flag out of his sock or his back pocket or wherever he's keeping it and ask for a review. Bill Belichick, the ultimate football mind, he was on his normal uh, radio hit today, and he told everybody, listen, I don't like it. Coaches should be able to challenge in under two minutes. Listen to Belichick. There's a play on the sideline where um, it was ruled a catch, but on review it was actually clear that it wasn't, but it didn't – it was stayed a catch because – coach couldn't throw a flag uh challenge flag under two minutes right so your hands are tied as a coach and i was actually thinking of you when that when i was watching that and i was curious what your thoughts are on something like that like when your hands are tied how frustrating is that as a head coach yeah well again uh, the rules are the rules competition committee and the league votes on those rules so whatever they are that's what they are and then one one other quick one um well on that i mean I think you're on the record, right, as saying that you'd like to see that play reviewed. Is that fair to say? Has nothing changed? Yeah, nothing's changed. I think that it provided the team has a challenge, that they should have the opportunity to challenge really any play. Yeah, I'm on record on that, yeah. Oh, damn, it took a while for us to get there. It landed eventually. It it eventually did. And kudos to the guy for asking, but – Nice way to suck up to Bill Belichick in the process. Hey, Bill, I was watching the game, and I thought of you when I saw the play. I wanted to ask you what you thought. The rules are the rules. And he gave him a decent follow-up, and Bill gave him an answer. So, yes, Bill Belichick would like it if in the final two minutes of a game that the head coach can go ahead and ask for a review or a challenge. And my, my approach is, yeah, you know, people don't want to see, you know, missed calls at the end of games. Nobody wants to see a missed call at any point in time. And I just say, suck it up. The football game is 60 minutes. Oh, sure, it's the most crucial part of the game. But if you don't even want to be there, then do something about it. And, and impose your will on the other team instead of relying on a flag or the referee to, to change the tilt of it. That's my thought process. The NFL has taken the approach of, We don't need head coaches at the end of a game trying to manipulate the clock by utilizing their challenges. And I understand it. There's always a workaround, always a way around things. Someone will outsmart the system. But I get it. I'm cool with the rule the way that it is. I ain't beefing about it. Anyway, Belichick's team not in action. The Buffalo Bills, they fall. The New York Jets also want to buy. And the Miami Dolphins, rolling like nobody's business. They beat the Browns, as they should, 39 
to 17. Tua Tagovailoa, hot like fire, completing 25 of 32 passes, three touchdowns. Since coming back from having his brains just rattled all over the place, Tua Tagovailoa has thrown for 10 touchdowns and zero interceptions since his return. The Dolphins' rushing attack, oh, it's moving as well. 195 yards rushing. You might recall the Dolphins traded for Justin Wilson, got him from the 49ers. 49ers didn't need him anymore. They're like, we got Christian McCaffrey. Justin Wilson contributed to 119 yards. And so the Miami Dolphins, they are 7-3. and three. They are now at the top of the AFC East, ahead of the Buffalo Bills, who are now on a two-game losing streak. And things, I'm not going to say they'll, they'll get any easier for the Miami Dolphins, but they're going on their bye. And then when they come back, they're going to take on Houston. Like, this is a, that's a match made in, in getting a W. That's what it is. The Miami Dolphins, they have, they, well, they should. I know, any given Sunday. But you tell me that the Dolphins shouldn't go out there and wipe out the Houston Texans. How are the Texans going to score and even keep up with them? So the Dolphins are in a good place. Had a high of a season, had a low of the season with Tua and his injury and how it was handled. Now Tua is back, and he is lighting everybody up. But Tua Tagovailoa, he's a leader. He's not taking the credit. He's not running around saying it's me, oh me. He's passing the buck. He's giving credit to his teammates. Listen. We can't discredit our guys up front. Like, our, our guys were protecting their ass off. Had zero sacks. You know, like, I, I had a clean pocket. I mean, when I took my, my shoulder pads off and, and made a comment, she said, oh, wow, your, your jersey's so clean. Well, you know, it's because of our guys up front. I think the benefit is those guys on the opposing team have to cover everyone on the field. It's not just Tyreek or Jalen or Mike or our backs. Like, you got to cover everyone. And if someone's not accounted for, then we'll hopefully we can find them and get them the ball and force their team to tackle them. So I, I think that's also something that's frustrating for defenses. What I have always appreciated about Tua Tonga Valoa is, is his accuracy. He completed 78% of his passes against Cleveland, 25 of 32. And his accuracy goes back to his days when, when he was at Alabama. Still out there completing 70-plus percent of his passes. And it's, it's, it's awesome to see the progression here in the NFL. When Tua first got his job, his first crack at starting, like Flores was he was ready to pull Ryan Fitzpatrick off the bench like like he was the reliever. Like Tua is a starting pitcher, and he got a short leash. He throws an interception. He fumbles the ball. He makes a bad decision. Oh, in comes Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then even outside of that, we know Tua Tagovailoa has had to deal with injuries. His transition into the NFL from college has not been smooth. It's been riddled with injuries I mean, there were even concerns about his intelligence level with that stupid Wonderlick test. It's like, did you see this man 
relieve Jalen Hurts and help Alabama win a championship? Did, did you see that take place? And so it's nice to watch Tua undersized, you could say undervalued, actually be healthy and help this squad towards a 7-3 record and what should be an 8-3 record if they go out there and beat the Texans. Now here's the situation. They're 7-3. and three. They're at the top of the AFC East. And all things considered, are you afraid of the Miami Dolphins? If you take a look at the AFC, are the Miami Dolphins right there with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills? Obviously, they're ahead of the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, are they there? I think they are in the standings. But I'm not all that confident in them when it comes down to prime time in the playoffs. This is almost like the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not I'm not ready to just go, oh my God, look at the record. The Vikings are ready to, to whoop everybody and own the NFC. I'm I'm not feeling that way. The Miami Dolphins are one of the best teams in the AFC right now. I still worry about their defense. Heading into that game yesterday against the Browns where Tua just lit them up. When it comes down to third down defense, the Dolphins are ranked 27th. They let opposing teams just continue their drives and go on and on and on. The Miami Dolphins. It's nice. They added Chubb. It's nice to go say, hey, man, go get the quarterback. But heading into the game, they're pretty average against the run. And so we know that the Dolphins can go out there and they can score points. Can they stop enough people? If I have to watch a shootout between Miami, and I know Tyreek Hill, he would love this. If I have to look at at Miami and Kansas City, am I trusting Patrick Mahomes or Tua? Tua's nice, but I'm going to go with the guy who's done it before. What about Josh Allen? If we went into a playoff matchup, all things considered, I would probably still take Buffalo over Miami. So the Dolphins are one of the best teams in the AFC, without a shadow of a doubt. But their lack of experience, and I think at times their questionable defense, that's what keeps me away from putting them all the way at the top. As of right now, I would still go with Kansas City, Buffalo, then a combination of Miami and Baltimore. In Tennessee, man, I'm never going to consider them for anything as long as Ryan Tannehill is their quarterback. My apologies to all my friends in Tennessee. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. When we come back, No apologies necessary here. We're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts, a terrible team. And the Raiders, another terrible team. They played each other. Somebody had to win, right? And somebody cried. We'll talk about it on the other side. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.